You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. So we get emails every so often, you know, to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com that give us heads up about what's going on in people's life or questions about what what there's on their mind or what's going on in their marriage behind closed doors or even outside. Um, and I love it because that helps us know we're in contact and speaking with speaking to people and what they really want to know because that's really what we want to do. This yeah, isn't, we want to be relevant. Yeah, this isn't the Shannon and Corey show that, hey, let's just talk about what's on our mind and I don't care what you think. This is, we want to speak to what hurts and what ails. We want to put our fingertips on the pulse point of where couples are at. That was very eloquent, very good. There you um, go, except I ended in a preposition between uh, the A and oh, the D. Oh, there's, there's writer world right there. Um, but we do love hearing from listeners. And we got one the other day from a guy that was saying, here's why we're not coming to the Sexy Marriage Radio getaway, which, you know, makes me sad. Well, but, yeah, it was like wah wah. But the reason the reason's great is because they're going they're saving up to go on this big family cruise to renew their vows. The whole family's going and they have like a stateroom, just the two yeah. of them. So they've got their own getaway because grandma and grandpa are there for the kids. But I loved his sign off because he just said, A listener since episode four. So my binge listening was just three episodes. <laughs> he could never get more than three at a time in his in a shoot, huh? <laughs> so, dude, thanks for thanks for that. Thanks for hanging with us for so long. Absolutely, awesome. he says that he'll join us on a future getaway. So, I'm looking forward to meeting right. them. And if and you're not joining us, yeah, and if you're not joining us on this one that's coming up just in you know less than a month, yeah, right it's around not the too late. You could still join mm -hmm. uh, September 17th to the 20th. So, head to sexymarriageradio.com. You'll see a banner on the side. It's easy to register. We want you to join us. It's going to be a fantastic time. And I want to do a shout out to the people in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Maybe you're thinking, oh, well, that wouldn't really feel like a getaway because I'm from Dallas. Stop. It yeah. would feel like a getaway just coming to the hotel. And maybe you're thinking, well, it wouldn't be worth staying in a hotel in my same hometown. Yeah, yeah it, it would. would. <laughs> it, it totally would. Hotel sex is very different than your own master bedroom sex. And the Marriott so, Solana is awesome. It's oh, a fun, it is absolutely great area. Beautiful. Yeah. And so because you and I are both from the Dallas area, maybe, you know, you and I are you know, yeah. kind of falling in that category too of, oh, it's just in my backyard. It's not as big of a deal, right. but it is a very big deal to get together with like-minded couples and feel the synergy yep. of being very celebratory about the thing that we are all most excited yep. about. So let's, and that's yeah, let's, ex marriage. let's extend that call out to those of you that are in the Texas area and the Southern Oklahoma area. There's just a couple hour drive. I mean, come Make on, the it's, drive. it's worth coming. Yep. Totally. We got people coming from all over the yes, country. I just, awesome. I, I haven't been paying attention to how many of them are actually just making a short drive. Are locals. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I have to yeah. check that out. Yeah. Since you're local and I'm local, I would love to meet a lot of my neighbors. Since yes. You're in, you're in McKinney. Is that where you are? Yeah. And I'm in Tyler. Le yeah. Less than an hour from where, where the hotel is. It's pretty nice. Yeah. I am two hours, but I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fantastic. I totally am. I'm, I'm glad not to have to get on an airplane this time. <laughs> well, hey, uh, I want to call attention to another email that came in that, quite frankly, I was shocked by. Okay. I was scared of. Uh, and I thought, we got to do a show on this. We just got to. Okay. And so thanks for being willing to let me bring this up. Um, it's from a gentleman who wanted to know our opinions on 
something his wife had asked to do. Uh, she wants to spend Sunday nights with her girlfriend being sexual in context of that girlfriend relationship. Okay. And, he, and he asked the question, should I look at this any differently as me wanting to hang out with my guy friends on Saturday morning doing fantasy football? <laughs> and I'm like, wow, how can you even compare those two? Okay. It, it is is there um, sex going on on Saturday morning with his guy friends oh, playing gosh, fantasy football? I hope not. <laughs> and I would think that she would have a real problem with that if there was. So I'm kind of wondering why doesn't he have a problem with it? I'm sure that it goes back to the, I know this is a lot of guys fantasy. I mean, let's just be real. What? A lot of guys fantasize yeah. about seeing their wives with another woman. Yeah. But this is definitely one of those scenarios where the fantasy is better than the reality because here's the reason why I'm scared for this couple. I do have coaching clients that when they acted out in same sex relationships, they liked it better than their opposite sex marriage right. relationship. Right. And one couple is actually going through divorce right now as a result of that, that she left her husband for her lesbian partner. Yeah. And there was a six year old boy involved. Yep. And like, how, you know, how do you overcome that? And how does this six-year-old boy overcome the fact that his mom left his dad for another woman? What does that do to his own masculinity? Like it just, we have to stop and look at what impact is this going to have on society as a whole? If women start feeling the freedom to do this just because it's so glamorized in the media. Yeah. So I want to talk about what's really behind this fantasy because it, Corey, I'm sure that you've noticed that it's definitely a glamorized notion of two women being together in context of a sexual relationship, far mm -hmm. more than two men. Right. You, you don't drive down the highway in Dallas and see a billboard of two men pressed up against each other, but you totally see that on billboards with the Twin Peaks and the Coors Light and all those kind of billboards. Mm -hmm. Like this just seems to be something that is so, I don't know if the word is celebrated or heralded or it's, well, it's not the elevated. It's not a taboo as much as it is the other side. Yeah. Yeah. And so let's look at, you know, I just want to do a show where if there are any women listening who have been wondering that now that the taboo has been kind of lifted in this day and age, I mean, I think that there definitely was a taboo when I was growing up at least, and I'm, I'm 47 years old, but the times are a changing. Yeah. But what about the woman who is already married and she's asking that question of what would it be like to be with another woman? And is that something that my husband could be okay with? Is that a fire that you really want to play with? Right. Yeah. Wow. Cause <laughs> I mean, at what point does monogamy not apply? Does it matter gender? Exactly. It, it, exactly. And maybe you're thinking, oh, well, because it's the same sex, it doesn't count. But I think that it does, I, especially in this day and age where just this summer, same-sex marriage is now legal in every state in our country. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we have to acknowledge the fact that there would automatically be competition mm -hmm. for not just our sexual energies, but our emotional commitment, our relational loyalties, our, you know, our long-term marriage viability could certainly be threatened to the core. And I think to some degree... Um, I mean, I, I don't know. It may be a stretch. There are probably lots of women who think, well, I don't know that I would leave my husband for another man, but the notion of the possibility of leaving their husband for another woman 
is actually something that they might consider. I've actually talked to several coaching clients that that's, that's been their, their thought. Mm -hmm. And so I want to kind of talk about what is really behind this same sex fantasy for women. Okay. okay? Let, let, let's spend some time there, but then I want to come back to this idea of, um, Monogamy. monogamy, infidelity, you know, that whole thing, because I think that's a broader context that we need to put this whole discussion in as well. Right. Well, I think that one of the reasons that women can be just as drawn to the notion of a feminine figure and the female body is because we're wired the same way as little boys are when we're born, we are naturally drawn toward where the male breast no, it has nothing for us. Mm -hmm. There is there is not a lot to, I mean, yeah, laying on daddy's chest and hearing his heartbeat, but there's no nourishment there. No. There's no satisfaction yeah. there. There's no full tummy there. No. And so the fact that we as human beings are wired toward the female breast for our survival, I think that that is huge. And, mm -hmm. you know, and how that contributes to same-sex fantasy for a woman. Okay. I also think that because we are, I mean, obviously not all people, but most of us were nurtured primarily by our moms. Mm -hmm. Dad was at work and mom was the one who cradled us, who rocked us, who comforted us, who held us. And therefore it's familiar. Yep. Female to female intimacy is familiar to most every human being because that's what we started out with. But does it mean that that's how we're wired sexually? I think that sometimes yeah. we use sex to bring comfort to ourselves and the notion of a feminine figure bringing comfort is because it is so familiar. That could be where women draw back to, mm -hmm. but I, I am worried about, well, I, I'm worried about the sanctity of marriage. I'm worried about, um, not as a whole, like I know that some people with the whole same sex marriage thing are worried that, Oh, the species is now going to stop being produced <laughs> because if everybody was gay, then nobody would be procreating. I don't think that you can take it to that degree. Yeah. There will always be babies being born. You can, you can know that for sure. But I'm more worried about what it could do to an individual couple, not, a, not society as a whole, um, but what it does to an individual couple if she strays with another woman and what kind of threat that puts on the marriage, what kind of temptation that puts in her mind to keep straying in that direction and just her loyalties being so divided. And how can any man measure up to what she could possibly experience with another woman. I mean, I, I've never been with another woman and I don't intend to ever be with another woman, but certainly the fantasy is there, especially in light of the fact that I had a sister that died. And so oftentimes what I understand through co with my coaching clients is that it's the, it's the death of a female, significant female figure, or it's the dysfunctional relationship with the same sex, same sex relative that often causes that lesbian fantasy to creep up. But for the woman who actually acts out on that, it can be like sticking your finger in a light socket. And then how does her husband ever live up to that? How can he compete with that? Because I know I've heard many men say it before. They will look at a female body and maybe it's the notion of two women being together and they just shake their heads and go, yeah, I can't compete with that. <laughs> that's, a, that's the Seinfeld. You know, the woman's <laughs> Is that body. Is that well, no, but it's just Elaine and, and, uh, Jerry, we're having a conversation and she's like, you know, the, the woman's body is a work of art. It is. Cause look at it all totally the, is. all the stuff of art pretty much is, 
95 percent are women you know, obviously you got the statue of david and you know some that's of the, the only things. exception that you can think of though isn't it <laughs> you know but the, she her response is the woman's body is an art you know it's, it's a work of art and it's the pinnacle of god's creation yeah and and the man's body you know it's it's you got hair and it's you got big and hairy and and, and one and <laughs> And she's like, it's a man's body's. It's it's like a jeep. It's for getting around, you know. <laughs> it's like, but the woman's body is what, like a Cadillac or? <laughs> well, yeah, if you want to put a car, I don't. I don't put a car analogy with a woman's body. Not you'll never win. Not even that in the does, same category. Yeah, not a good idea. Yep, yep. You're right. The female body is like you think about all that God created, but what did He create after He created yeah. woman? Yeah. Nothing. Yep, he, that was it. he could not outdo himself. <laughs> That's it. But for that reason alone, one of the ways that I can show respect to my husband is not going in that direction because I would never want to 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 have sex with my husband to feel like the booby prize or the the you know the well, see, what okay. I'll settle for because so, this is where I'm married. I want sex with my husband to be like the best thing right. that I experience. So I'm not about to stray and experience something else that could compete with him staying top notch on my, you know, in my mind. Yeah, but this is also goes into the idea of how how do you define monogamy? How do you define, you know, when is when is when is infidelity enter into the picture? You know, it's a good question because that's most most couples are going to have this idea that when I'm married, I'm entering into a monogamous relationship. That's why you could have people, and that that's where I could I come across the the wives who discover a husband's porn use and they feel completely betrayed, betrayed even though what they're doing it does not involve another physical human being in their presence. It's still a virtual betrayal. The fact that they're getting off on the image of someone else entirely so is very wounding. How is that any different than a woman going to another woman right. to get off? Right. <laughs> I mean, hello, I, that's that's a that's a breaking of a monogamous relationship. That's a breaking of that agreement, isn't it? That is the taking of your sexual energies elsewhere. Right. And I know that it's a common fantasy. We get that. Um, and actually, I was at a workshop last fall and this woman was talking about how upset she was about her husband's fantasy of them having a threesome with another woman okay and so i was kind of thinking yeah but it's just a fantasy you know give him a break it's one one of the most common fantasies most common porn search you know as far as putting words in a search engine that sort of thing but then she said something that totally shed light on why she was so upset she said let me just clarify i have no problem with the fact that he has that fantasy I can deal with that. She said, the problem is I have lost so many friends through the years because he will send them an email or just say to their face that our bedroom door is open to you if you ever want to join us. She's like, how do I ever face a female friend when my husband has put that out on the table? <laughs> yeah. And she was angry and she had every right to be. Yeah. So yeah, it's not always the woman who's wanting to stray to be with another woman. Sometimes right. it's the man who wants his wife to be with another woman just for his own jollies. Right. This is where I go back to the whole fantasy thing. The fantasy is better than the reality because what you experience in your head in the way of a threesome or same-sex partner or whatever thing, that can create so much sexual energy and create an awesome intense orgasm. And I know some people have a, are having a problem with me even saying that right now. And so if it's not for you, then don't do it. I'm just saying for the people that that's where their brains gravitate toward, 
the fantasy alone is enough because when you take that into a realm of reality, now you've broken my rule of sexuality and that is do no harm. Because when you send that other person, that third person back out the door mm -hmm. with, with the guilt, the shame, the fear of exposure with the wondering, you know, is this ever going to happen again? Or it just, it's degrading. It's degrading to have sex with someone and then to send them packing on their way. That's not what sex was designed to do. Sex was designed to bond people together for a lifetime, not just for a little while. Right. You know, I, I agree with Esther Perel, who says that, you know, used to monogamy meant one partner for life. Now it means one partner at a time. Right. But if we go back to the original meaning of monogamy, it's one person for life. You share your fantasies with one another. It creates energy. You, you harness all that energy in the marriage bed. You don't let that leak out into other people's lives. If every couple could learn to conduct themselves in that manner, think of the social issues that wouldn't be issues, all of the affairs <laughs> that wouldn't happen, right. the divorces that wouldn't take place, right. the unplanned pregnancies, the disease, the broken hearts, all of it. If everybody could just learn to channel all of their sexual energies into their marriage bed, feel comfortable sharing whatever fantasies they have with their spouse, but not act it out, not take it to a level where someone gets hurt, we would just have a much healthier society. Isn't that the definition of... Um actually caring and choosing that, you know, look, I know Pam could make a lot of choices. Mm -hmm. You know, she could choose to go be with somebody else, mm -hmm. but she chooses me. And that's huge. Yeah. That's huge. So, um, and to say that she not only chooses you, she refuses to choose anyone else as a side dish. Right. You know, like you're her main entree right. and she's not interested in anything else. Right. I mean, cause that's the, I don't know. People have a pretty loose definition of infidel or fidelity, you know, because first off, infidelity and fidelity are not opposites. Okay. Okay. I, explain that. Um, well, here, here's the, I mean, lots of times people think that the, the definition of fidelity is not doing anything that your partner wouldn't want you to do or not getting caught doing, you know, that I, so it's, it's that it's not doing anything that you wouldn't want your partner there watching you doing or something but fidelity to me is is a showing up with the entirety of your whole self for your partner i like that that it's it's being completely present all of me which includes the fantasy that says hey yeah this is this is something i have thought about this is something i feel safe sharing yeah. this with you and, but you also have to know i'm not going to do that because this this i value this i value you and this is my choice. I'm not holding you hostage. You're not holding me hostage for it. I'm right. just saying this is me. And so the more I can show up and keep my energy in the relationship, which particularly sexual energy, which you've talked about, and I agree that 100% of our sexual energy needs to be channeled towards our marriage. And so with these new definitions that you have of fidelity and infidelity, basically we can translate that into it doesn't require an extramarital experience to constitute infidelity that if you're not showing up 100 percent to be physically mentally emotionally and spiritually present with your mate then is that considered infidelity well i mean or is that carrying it too far that might be going a little bit extreme because infidelity is still a stepping out on the relationship and so that could yeah. be because yeah. I, there, but there are components of marriage where I get some of my emotional needs from other people, you included girl, you know, 
that right. what we create in this by doing this show is an emotional need. Pam can't do because she has no interest because her brain is not wired that way. Right. And, I have friends and family members that meet emotional needs yeah. that my introverted husband will never be able to meet. And yeah. I'm okay with that. Right. And but that's, the sexual needs. That's the difference because I'm not yeah. a, that's not a betrayal. We, everybody understands we have multiple friendships and we have multiple circles of influence and people. But when you enter into a marriage relationship or even in the context, if you don't put it in marriage, you just put it in the context of a committed relationship. We talk about marriage in this regard. But if you are entering into that, then that's that's a defining of there's this is I'm sharing only this with you. And I do want to say that there are some couples listening right now who are thinking that they consider it infidelity for there to be any fantasy about anyone other than their spouse. Okay. And I want to honor that. Yeah. If that's if that's the rule book that they want to play by and they can operate within that rule book, then great for them. Um, but I just want to go back to, you know, to to defend the reason why I think that for other couples who, wow, they just can't help it that their brains go in this direction most likely it's because they experience some sort of trauma and this is the brain's way of trying to heal itself from that trauma because the brain's role is to compartmentalize pain to make room for pleasure if it if it totally works for you to only have sexual thoughts about your spouse and no one else then hallelujah we're not prescribing that you start thinking about other people we're right. not saying that at no. all yeah we're simply saying that if your brain alone strays towards someone who isn't your spouse don't panic and think that's what you really want and then go act that out just harness that sexual energy and know that it's nothing more than a thought mm -hmm. that produces a feeling that creates sexual energy but i'm harnessing all that sexual energy in my marriage bed and the reason i mean people have asked me point blank what scripture do you use to back up that notion I use the scripture that Jesus himself was tempted in every way, but was without sin. So how can you be tempted without having a thought or feeling? Jesus had sexual thoughts and feelings. Yeah, but he didn't, it wasn't about somebody that it wasn't his spouse. Who was Jesus's spouse? <laughs> Jesus didn't have a spouse. So any sexual thought or feeling that he had was about not his spouse. Mm -hmm. So you can't say that sexual thoughts and feelings are automatically sin. I know that so many people have, have pushed me to say that any sexual thought or feeling about anyone who's not your spouse is a sin, but I can't do it because I would be saying that Jesus sinned and right. that would be total heresy. Right. So I just go back to, we have to follow the model of Jesus. He knew how to harness his thoughts and feelings and energies in a way that no one got hurt and that no one sinned. Right. That so channeling all the sexual energies that your fantasies create into your marriage bed alone and having your spouse be the only person that you are physically intimate with that is the best way to protect your marriage. What is and it that's so hard to do that in that arena, but people understand it like in a sports context of, you know, I can be angry at an opponent and that makes me perform better. I can channel my anger into my performance, but it's for some reason, people have trouble making the leap to do that in sex. I think the big, I do think that the church has just really made people so, um, paranoid about every sexual thought that goes through okay. your mind. It's just and a thought. I have thought about having a million dollars because I robbed a bank. I have had that thought many times in my life. Anytime that I sit down to write, you know, write out bills and there's not enough money there. It's like, wow, if I just had a million dollars, if I just won the lottery, but I'm, I don't even go buy a lottery ticket. That's how little I act out on that fantasy. Right. It's just a thought. That's all. Well, okay. But you couple that 
you couple the idea of if you have any kind of religious upbringing and that's come at it from one extreme, when we live in a sex-saturated, sex-is-okay-anything-goes society, that that's that, tension. Yeah, absolutely it is. And we're caught in the middle of that trying to and, trying to na navigate how and do that's I do where this? false guilt comes in and that is Satan's favorite strategy, false guilt. If he can make you feel horrible for something that really wasn't even a sin in the first place, then getting you to cross the line a little more and a little more yeah. is really not that hard. His human nature is like, well, if I've sinned already, I want to have the fun of experiencing the pleasure of it. No, you haven't sinned just because you have a thought about something. Right. Think about it this way. How would the police respond if someone walked into the police station, sat down, held out their wrists and said, go ahead and cuff me because I thought about robbing a bank? They would be like, you're wasting our time. Yeah. Get out of our police. Right. We have more important things. Did to you actually with. do it? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And we're by nature, most humans, not all humans, not everybody feels the need for fantasy, but most humans fantasize about things they would never do right. because we're fallen creatures living in a fallen world and we gravitate toward forbidden fruit. And even if it's just in our minds, but if we can just accept that about ourselves and know that this doesn't mean that I want to go act this out, it would actually be painful if I acted it out. I don't want to deal with the consequences. I don't want to inflict harm on anyone else. I don't want to hurt my spouse. I don't want to be with anybody but my spouse. Even if my brain goes somewhere else, mm -hmm. my body will not go somewhere else. That is the key. Yeah. That is the key. Yeah, and that's the that right there is the definition of fidelity. Exactly. It's a showing up of all of me for my partner. Exactly. And I do agree with Schnarch that that deepest level of intimacy that you can possibly share with your spouse is to be able to be honest about your fantasies mm -hmm. and that your spouse doesn't feel threatened by that. And that even your spouse may want to use that as fodder to get you turned on. Sure. Hey, if they, if they know what buttons to push by saying certain things or playing certain roles, why not? That's, that's two more fully functioning developed humans sharing life together. Because yes. I'm less threatened by my partner and I'm more turned on by them because of the challenge I have to just keep up with them because they're more fully functioning. And I think that there's something really sexy about a spouse who isn't paranoid that somebody is going to go out, that their spouse isn't going to go out and do this sort of thing. I'm very secure yeah. in my relationship with Greg. I don't search his cell phone. I don't comb through his laptop. I don't go looking for clues that he's been unfaithful to me. And you know what? To my knowledge, he's never been unfaithful to me. But I think that there's a lot of people who, who it's a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah. because they so believe that their spouse is going to cheat because of a fantasy that they've shared or whatever. Yeah. They create the very scenario that they fear most. Yeah. And that's, that's the one thing I tell couples where there's any, been any kind of betrayal. You can always count on the stupidity of humans that we can't <laughs> keep things hidden. It's it, we get caught. We leave know. a trail. We do, and it's just if I'll trust my gut and ask the tough questions, it's gonna come out. I don't have to go searching. I just gotta have good intuition, and I gotta be able to speak up, speak the difficult truth sometimes. But I think the couple, or I think that the spouse who is relaxed, who totally trusts you, inspires you to live up to their high expectations. Absolutely, because they're worth staying with. Exactly. Like Greg does not keep me on a short leash. I, I travel. I, I, I interact with lots of different people. Yep. He has never once asked me, did you talk to anybody that you shouldn't or, you know, whatever. Like he, <laughs> it's not even on his radar. Right. And the fact that he trusts me so implicitly makes me want to earn his trust over and over throughout a lifetime. Yep.
So this has been a really interesting conversation. This has kind of gone a couple different directions I wasn't even thinking about. So yeah, but yeah, all that to say that I think that same sex experimentation is stepping out on your marriage. I think that it totally poses a threat. And I think that spouses should expect monogamy in that relationship and and same sex experimentation is not monogamy right it's it comes down yeah it comes down to defining what do you want in your marriage what what do you want with your partner what are you going to share with them what's sacred between just the two of you yes everything else okay have the discussion be real but realize if i act on it then i got to take the hit for it i i suffer the consequences for it and that's biscuit dough that you can't force back into the can. What are you going to do with the mess? <laughs> what are you going to do with the mess that that creates? Biscuit dough you can't force back into the can. That's a, that is a very apt analogy. There I you like go. It. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. We love you for listening, Absolutely. and we want to see you in Dallas in just a few short weeks. Absolutely. So it's not too late to join us. Uh, head to sexymarriageradio.com. You'll see the signs, the banners for Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, thanks for taking some time out of your day to listen to us. And we hope and trust we'll see you again. Have a great day. Love you for listening.